0: There are more ways to build a lifestyle and a work life around your needs and your desires than we realize, whatever life circumstances are. I mean, if you have the ability, if you have a laptop and a good internet connection, even if it's just off your phone, there's a whole world of opportunity out there that most people in all over the world are oblivious to like you mentioned your brother in ireland you know people would not think of him in being a similar situation to a lot of people here in kenya but again it just comes down to lack of awareness
1: want to discover new parts of the world while filling the pet-shaped hole in your heart house sitting website trusted house sitters gives you the chance to live as a local in over 130 countries opening the door to a world of travel possibilities and with thousands of pets looking for caring sitters like you every day there's no doubt you'll discover the perfect travel opportunity with the perfect travel companion whether you want to wake up in a spanish beach condo with a cat or a high-rise apartment in new york city with canine company house sitting allows you to see the world in a new way and not to worry if cats and dogs aren't your thing Trusted House Sitters has pets of all shapes and sizes, from alpacas and horses to rabbits and hamsters. Find out more about house sitting and unlock a whole year of unlimited sits with adorable pets by visiting TrustedHouseSitters.com or download the Trusted House Sitters app on the Apple or Google Play Store welcome to the digital nomad cafe podcast the show where we discuss what it takes to create a sustainable long-term online business in today's fast-moving environment we talk with industry experts and freelancers alike to find out what it takes to build and manage a location independent business hello and welcome to another episode of the digital nomad cafe podcast I'm here today with Connor, an Irish freelance writer currently living and travelling around Africa and promoting it as a travel work destination for digital nomads. Connor, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me.
0: Thanks for having me, Adam.
1: So, Connor, you've worked as a ghost writer. Your content's been published on, you know, The Guardian, BBC, Forbes, Bloomberg. We met many, many moons ago, <laughs> far away in a little island called Koh Tao in Thailand, um, and at that time. You were working in the hostel, isn't that correct?
0: Yeah, I was a professional hostel bub. Um, that was, I think that was my first hostel job. And then I've done many actually in the years since before doing the ghostwriting.
1: And that was, you, you were just looking to travel. And a really good way to travel is to actually go and work in hostels. This is something I was only talking to my own um, brother about recently. But, you know, hostels are, if you work for a couple hours a day, you can get your. Um, You know, you get your room and board and your food and everything else, and it's a great way to meet people. So that was what you were doing over in Thailand. Is that right?
0: Yeah. So I got that job just by accident. But yeah, I'm on board with everything you said. Like I was 23 when I got that job, and I tell everybody that I meet that if you have the opportunity at some point in your early 20s, not your late 20s, because at that point you're a bit too old for the lifestyle. You cop on. (laughs) But in your early twenties, if you have the opportunity to work in a hostel, and I mean, there's so many websites and avenues and ways to do it for like six months or more. Like you learn, you learn so much about just interacting with people, about travel, uh, working. You, I like, I really came out of my shell. I got used to um, hosting and promoting and. This, the, I had a lot of fun doing this, obviously. Like, you don't think of it as a job when you're doing it. And then it was only years later that I realized the opportunities that opened up the years after that job and other hostel jobs that I've had. And um, for instance, my first job in Africa, where I was managing two backpacker hostels, that never would have happened if I hadn't just offered to give like five to 10 hours a week helping people. Check in, tidying the rooms, selling their beers, taking them out to party. And yeah, the biggest asset is the people I meet, the people you do meet. Like I met you, as you said, you I think you were you were working online pretty successfully at that point. And you sat me down and you introduced me to WordPress and you get you showed me a theme and all the basics of SEO, Google Analytics. You introduced me to Niall Doherty, who's a mutual friend of ours and has become a really big mentor of mine, who actually indirectly got me my current ghostwriting job all these years later. Um, And that set me on a path that has, yeah, it's really, it's just changed, changed the trajectory of my twenties. I'm 30 now, so that's seven years later.
1: That was it. Yeah, I mean, it was six six years ago when um, when we were on Kotao At that time, I remember because my girlfriend was pregnant and I was over there. My two friends were helping to run the hostel as well. So, um, but I was yeah, like you say, I was doing a lot of SEO for people, freelance writing back then. And you were probably the only person there who was interested in learning a bit more about it. And I was more than happy to sit down with you and share with you, like this is what I do, this is how I do it. You were. You know, a man after my own heart in terms of <laughs> you just wanted to travel. No, but like that was the reason I got into it. I was like, Oh, I don't want to stay in one place. I want to be able to travel and work online. And and to me that was like, okay, what can I do? I'll be a writer. Well, I mean, I can learn how to be a writer. Like, of course you can. It's just practice, you know? And um and sales, you know, that becomes a big part of it. Like you said, Nile referred you a client. A big part of it becomes how good are you at selling yourself? So can we, can we talk a little bit about how you managed to get your um, your first clients as a freelance writer?
0: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, we're jumping ahead quite a bit, but I had, I'd always played with the idea and I would try and work in any kind of skill that I could do online. I'd try and work that into
1: offline jobs.
0: So if I was managing a backpack or hostel, for instance, I'd get involved in the social media, the website, the promotion, that kind of thing, just kind of building those skills little by little without without like pushing very hard. Okay, sorry, I'm just trying to do the timeline in my head without making it too complicated. So basically last year, well, 2018, I was working at a mental health startup where I finally got to use a lot of these skills and develop them and really actually start putting them into practice. And then toward, after a few months there, after about a year, I phased out of that into more of a kind of informal advisory role. And on the back of that, I started putting together a portfolio website. I They referred me to a few people because they knew the kind of work that I was looking for now that I was more free and that it wouldn't conflict with my schedule with them. And then I think it was just a case of... One, at the time I had just moved to Bansko in Bulgaria. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners are starting to probably hear about Bansko and co working. Bansko is a very fast growing digital nomad destination in Europe. So I had been a member of the co working space a couple of months. And the job, my main job was winding down, I was looking for clients. So I just. I think I posted on my Facebook, uh, I made like a graphic on Canva of all the things that I knew that I could do online and put it out there that if anybody needed any help with their business, these are all the areas that I can help. I I got a couple of job offers from that actually through friends and then I got a lot of feedback about how the way I had presented my, let's say, value proposition was way too generalist and that I would need to narrow down and specialize in something. And one of my friends who runs a content marketing agency needed a ghostwriter to do interviews with his clients, like transcribing them and making a, creating a narrative out of them. So I did a couple of pieces for him, and that was going pretty well, but he was just starting out, so there wasn't much work involved. I'm much work coming my way, I should say, sorry. And then at the same time, so we've already mentioned Mil Doherty, Niall had a course that he did, that he he built a few years ago, and I joined that when I was in Uganda in 2017, because I knew I wanted to start transitioning out of hospitality work. And part of that course was a Facebook group that he runs that has been a really, um, it's been a really important community for me. So that's called Freedom Business Builder. And I'm in that group nearly every day just seeing what people are posting. It's really active and it's really supportive. Actually, before the interview, posted in something for feedback, um, asking for feedback. And I got like really good insight after about 15 minutes of posting that.
1: But that's the beauty. The beauty of these Facebook groups is, um, you know, I'm I'm a member of quite a few of them as well. And exactly for that it's it's about having a positive community of people who are interested in similar things who can help yeah. who can help you when you need a little bit of help you know like be it SEO be it online be it something um it, it, uh, be it a bit of support you know maybe you're feeling a bit down you've had a couple of rejections in, in terms of pitching and freelancing and sometimes you know what I mean you just a bit of camaraderie around like you know, that's okay <laughs> we've all had the shit sandwich let's just fucking get, yeah. let's just get back at it again you know and and that's That's the power of communities, and Nile has created a um, a solid little community there at the Freedom Business Builders on Facebook.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say so. uh, Anyway, just to summarise, so then Nile posted, uh, my client reached out to him. I, I don't know how they know each other exactly, and said, "If you know any writers with experience in tech, um, let them let us know, and you know, tell them to get in touch with us." So I did, and at that time, you know, I've written about workplace mental health, technology, startups, co-working spaces, just little bits here and there. And I was able to put that together enough to um, have like a miniature portfolio. And then I just did a test test article for them and it went well. And I was just doing um, product reviews for a while, but I was very proactive about just, I, I liked this client. I like working for them and I could see they had a lot of work. Like it's a very... It's a very high authority website for the, the people I work
1: for. Yeah, I mean, those are those are the sort of websites that need constant, you know, updated content that's of a high quality. So these affiliate marketers who build authority websites, which I think I did an entire episode um, on that. I'll make sure to link to it in the show notes for anyone who wants to know more about what an authority site is. So. Yeah, so
0: the, this website in particular, write, I'm, I'm writing about data privacy and data security, and um, they, you know, they earn affiliate income off selling products related to this industry. So you can imagine at the moment, like especially the times we live in these days, that uh, that's a fast-moving industry, and there's always changes and there's always developments. So, yeah, little by little, I just built up a relationship with them. And then about three months in, because I've only been doing this for, I think, seven months in now, about three months in, they asked me to drop all my other clients and work for them exclusively. And then to guarantee this, we worked out a a better rate and compensation so that I wouldn't have to spend any time prospecting and that I'd be secure in this contract to know that, you know, they're not going to turn around in a month and say, actually, we've changed our mind. And then all the clients are dropped to work for these people. I can't get back. So yeah, that was, I mean, there was a whole process involved, like much longer to explain it. But to, answer, to kind of summarize and answer your question, I would say the two biggest assets I had starting out was, was just being part of two communities offline in co-working Bansco and just having that supportive community of people who are much further along their journeys than me and um, who could kind of guide me and, you know, throw a bit of work my way when I needed it. And then also the online community that Nile has built at Freedom Business Builder.
1: Okay, so summarizing that, it was the communities that you were Involved in online, getting a little bit of strategic guidance from people a bit further along on their journey um, and and the Facebook groups that you're a part of that help to, you know, initially get you those clients and grow your freelance revenue. So can we talk a little bit now about, I know you run a website called nomadafrica.co. Um, so what made you decide to start uh, promoting digital nomad travel in Africa? How did that come about?
0: Yeah, so I I mentioned earlier, my first two jobs here in East Africa was managing two backpacker hostels in 2017. So the first one was in Kampala in Uganda, which is just next door to Kenya, and then I was managing another one here on the coast of Kenya for a few months. And at this point, you know, I I was well aware of the digital nomad lifestyle. I've been living in Thailand. I met you guys, smile, all of these people. I knew a lot about what digital nomads look for and where they like to travel, their concerns and their, their preferences and what they need and everything. And the more time I spent in East Africa, I came to realize two things, which is one, everything that i been raised to believe about sub-Saharan Africa through media portrayals, through the likes of, I mean, you're Irish growing up in the 90s at I feel like our perspective of this continent is defined by Bob Geldof and Bono and their constant um, berating Irish people and European governments for not doing enough to save this continent from itself, realising just how inaccurate, for want of a better word, that was and how misrepresentative of the truth it is and how oversimplified and then, just little by little, I've just fell in love with this region and the people and everything. Just is so much. I don't want to say say like there's so much potential because that sounds really um, patronizing. But there's just so much happening here, and um, and aside from the the natural beauty and everything, you learn very quickly about. The spirit and the character of the people growing up, like in these regions, and then just how how their perspective is on solving the problems that they're presented with every day, the fun that they inter- in, that they inject in everything that they do, even if that's a really serious social issue, like this, the sense of humor that you find in Kenya, especially, is just infectious so i just had i went through this whole thing like many people who travel here do it's a huge cliche but it's true of just um your whole perspective of Africa gets gets completely turned upside down and it gets under your skin and even though i left like i had a contract to start in the UK you never really quite you leave a little bit bit of you behind so i just yeah, I really just fell in love with this region and everything that was happening here and the, the people I met and the entrepreneurship scene and the creative scene here. And then I also realized on top of that, that there's huge potential for people who work online to travel here more. And very few people do, but it is, it is East Africa is getting on people's radars, which I know myself just because, as you said, like I have I have the website and I have the Facebook group that I run so I get people actively looking, remote workers like me who have actually taken the step to come here and learn more about it and can answer their questions and can answer their concerns.
1: So, so let's talk to that a little bit. Like you mentioned just before the call, I mean, in Kenya, how many co-working spaces is there in the city of Nairobi where you are currently, roughly? Yeah.
0: So Nairobi is the capital of Kenya. And I think last time I counted, there's about 30 co-working spaces here in a city of about 4 million people. But aside from the co-working spaces, I mean, every, every restaurant, every coffee shop has sockets and fiber optic internet and 4G+. Like the infrastructure here for working online is one of the best I've seen anywhere in the world. And I've, you know, I've traveled enough that I feel comfortable saying that. And aside from the co-working spaces, I mean, people ask me, About reliable internet here. One of the spaces I work from is next to the African headquarters of Oracle. Facebook is just down the road. Microsoft have an office and a co-working space that I've worked from. The Google have a presence here. Um, MasterCard are here. So aside from me just, you know, managing my WordPress website and my Facebook group and doing my ghostwriting for my clients who have never had, don't even know that I'm here really because they don't, they don't mind where I am so long as I'm online. They've never had an issue with trying to get in touch with me. I've never had an issue with uploading my various assignments to them. But aside from just me as a solo entrepreneur working from a laptop, the fact that you have so many big name multinational companies working out of this city is the best testimonial I can give to just how well built the infrastructure for working online here is. And then, well, that's very high level, obviously, on the ground when you're in these co-working spaces, you meet just the most fascinating people working on just amazing, weird, exciting, innovative projects based around art, uh, marketing, social impact. Anything you can really think of that, like the person next to you, you just get chatting to them, and you've just learned within five minutes. You've learned about a whole kind of social issue that you were never really aware of before, be it poverty or human rights or whatever, and then some innovative tool that they've built that has changed the lives of hundreds of thousands of people around the world that up until that moment you were oblivious about. And when you sit and you have these conversations with these kinds of people, it's just, it's rarely boring, like, and it's, and you, you just learn a lot just from being in this environment the whole
1: time. And there is a good, there is a good community in terms of like, uh, there's meetups happening and there's stuff happening all the time, I imagine, in a city of 4 million people. I mean, that's, that's the population of Ireland in the city, so I imagine yeah, they never believe me
0: when I tell them that. But yeah, but I can't like I can't keep up with the social activities that I could be doing if, if I if I really wanted to. Like we were saying before the the call, the biggest for me. I mean, I, I was telling you all about the hospitality work I've been doing, spending my twenties working working in teams in hospitality and startups. And that you know, I was always surrounded by people while I was working. And now I've gone to the complete opposite where my entire business is run off Google Hangouts and, you know, the entire G Suite. Google
1: Drive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Basically Google. (laughs) Yeah, essentially.
0: So for me, that's been, obviously, that's very important that when I do close my laptop in the evenings and at the weekends that I, I can easily meet people. And yeah, Nairobi, I mean, it's a very international city and Kenyans themselves are very, like they're very clued in to everything that's happening in the world. So as like, as soon as you meet people and they learn where you're from and what you're doing, like, it's very easy to make instant connections. And then there's loads of meetups and events, um, live music, art galleries. It's summer here. I'm saying in inverted commas, because I mean they have different seasons, but this is like this summer season in Nairobi at the moment. So there's lots of events running. The co-working spaces all have um, networking and meetup events. I'm actually running one myself tomorrow. While well, we're recording this, tomorrow it will have happened by the time it goes live.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it'll be it'll have been in the past if there any of you listening.
0: Just so in but, case anyone's in Nairobi and thinking about coming for a drink, I probably won't be here because I'm moving in January. But yeah, so I mean, for me, it just has the whole package and then it's in a European time zone. My clients work in European time zones, so there's no disruption there. there, there you, I mean, there's, I'm not going to say like it's a utopia for remote workers and digital nomads. Obviously, there's issues like there is everywhere, but I think for me, it's probably the most underrated place that I've worked online for within the general digital nomad community.
1: Well, that's awesome. And it's good to get somebody on who who's over there and, you know, actually, um, like I say, actually doing it and living it. And, you know, or you're going to intro me to a couple of entrepreneurs who are based over there who are, you know, from Africa. And we'll get them on to talk about, you know, being a freelancer in Africa. And, um, you know, I understand that it's not as easy for some of them to, you know, Travel as maybe it is for us with an Irish passport, you know, like it's every country has its limitations. So if you're a freelancer from from certain countries, of course, you may be limited in into what you can do. But um, you know, we're just we're here to promote the working online. Um, you know, running online businesses. So at least, so long as you have good internet, good connection, um, you, you can join these communities. You can network with people and and hopefully, you know, just create a, the lifestyle that you want for you and your family. You know, at the end of the day, that's that's all we're Help people do, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you mentioned it to me when we were chatting online before the interview last week. I think the flip side of that as well is, as you, like, you know, you and I and a lot of people listening to this enjoy a great degree of freedom that we, we do take for granted. I don't mean to start preachy about it or anything. When when you're in when you're in a, a society where yeah they, they don't necessarily have those freedoms. Fortunately, the good thing about Kenya is you can, you can travel somewhere completely different every weekend and you've not even left the country. I mean, there's beautiful beaches, safari, mountains, everything else. So you can still travel within your local, um, your local region very well, regardless of your passport. But it is, so everything I said about for digital nomads coming down here, been a very un- underrated destination on the flip side of that for people working in this region they have so many attributes and skills and abilities and the infrastructure to access the online marketplace work jobs marketplace and the benefits like everything you said I mean it's not just about living out of a backpack and traveling the world constantly there's the The freedoms that it gives you, like, I mean, for instance, you have a daughter, as you said, you know, you're a lot more settled than I am, but working online. (laughs) I still travel a
1: fair bit, but I definitely don't gallivant around, but um, not that you have to. Yeah, like, I mean, as you progress through life, your priorities change and and you may become more settled. You know, we've looked at maybe moving to spain and in, in the future but i would be settled there i wouldn't be moving around cities in spain it'd be like similar thing you know just going yeah but but it's it's about that freedom that it, the oppor- it gives you the opportunity to be able to do that while not removing your income like that's the key the key thing we're taking away here like when we met originally as we said you know you were working in a hostel in thailand you didn't really have any way to, to make money at that time, you know, and, and, and you learned about online, uh, yeah, just working online. And, and, and this is a message that you've become passionate about promoting and, you know, traveling is something you're very passionate about. So, um, and you love Africa and you love traveling around Africa. So you've kind of been able to tie all these things together where you could go travel, work there, get involved in a community while also building up your business, um, and your freelance writing, um, yeah, your your online skills and 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 it's a constant it's a constant journey. You know, you're always looking to improve your skills and and build you know websites and assets and, and online businesses that can benefit you for the long run. You know, it's it's not just a you know do once and forget sort of a thing. It's 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 about the long play, the long game, and and that's where it's inspiring to hear what you're doing. You know,
0: people. I've been I left Ireland eight years ago, nearly nine years ago now. And people are always shocked by that alone because I've probably spent maybe three months of that time actually in Ireland since on return trips. But what people are more surprised by is the fact that I only really started working online about it, like in the last twelve months, full time. So I find ways, big, you know, to. Get i found <laughs> to get by, yeah, before I decided to switch fully remotely. Now, obviously, again, I, I've been able to do that because I have one of the best passports in the world. But if I've taken anything away from the journey I've been on, both figuratively and literally, is, yeah, kind of like you were saying that it is, there's there are ways to there are better ways to there are more ways to build a lifestyle art and a work life around your needs and your desires than we realize whatever our life circumstances are i mean if you have the ability if you have a laptop and a good internet connection even if it's just off your phone there's a whole world of opportunity out there that most people in all over the world are oblivious to like you mentioned your brother in ireland you know he's people would not think of him being in a similar situation to a lot of people here in kenya but again it just comes down to lack of awareness and i think the biggest thing that i've learned over the last few years you know meeting people like you however long ago startup founders ceos freelancers all of these things people making money in ways that you just can't imagine exist until you see someone doing them. When you have, let's just sum it up. When you have a, a laptop and an internet connection, a proactive mentality and an understanding of how to look for opportunities, a lot more enter, end up presenting themselves.
1: Absolutely. Look, I totally agree. Been Been playing this game for a long time.
0: Yeah. We both have...
1: And I'm I'm hugely I'm hugely passionate about it. And look, um, you know, offering a service. So just to kind of, you know, come to a recap here that like, you know, one of the, the easiest way, the easiest way to get started online, making money online to help fund your travels, um, or to do as a side hustle or a side business on top of your job if you want to build towards this, is to offer a service. You know, it's it's not build this big website that makes money, it's not do affiliate marketing. Like one of the quickest, easiest ways is Offer a service. So what that is depends on you and your skill set, you know, and, and 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 what it is you're passionate about. I mean, I pay a guy to do Excel stuff. Like, you know, it's like, Ben, he's a wizard with Excel, whereas it breaks my heart into he Excel. Yeah. Like, but the point, point being that, like, there's so many, we were talking previously, there's a dude on Fiverr that we've seen, and he does, he sets up your Facebook business page, and he charges, like, 80 quid. It's ludicrous. Like, it, to me, that's mental. But you know what? fair play to them you know I'll um you you know each each to their own and and but there's all there's so many so if you're looking Fridays if you're listening to this and you're not sure you're like I don't know maybe you don't feel like you're a writer okay you don't have to do writing you can get nifty with Canva you could do you know what I mean like you, you can do these little there's these softwares that you can do these little video snippets for podcasters and reach out to podcasts like there's so so many different ways that you can offer a service and, and get your foot in the door, you know, and, and just get started. And th- that's one of the most important things is to just, um, if you want to get started, you know, off, offer a service, join relevant communities. Um, on, You know, Facebook is great. Medium and Quora are very good as well. You know, answering questions there can, can drive traffic to, even if it's like you don't need a website, it can just be your Facebook profile, like you are saying. Like it doesn't have to be anything fancy. It's just like have your profile, but have your, image optimized to whatever you do and you know engage and send people there and make sure it's very clear what you offer and and just you know keep keep doing it. Keep your keep your nose um to the ground, you know, and just keep plowing on. Yeah, and I'd say just
0: find out what people need as well. Like this guy in Fiverr with the Facebook business page. I'd imagine he probably I done I don't know, maybe I'm completely wrong. But did a bit of outreach, found out, you know, a lot of people have businesses but aren't on Facebook, have no interest to be on Facebook, but they appreciate that they, they need one and just don't have the time or the interest to learn how all of that works. So they're going to pay someone to do it. And you just have to be that person. And it can be anything, like you said. I mean, for me, I started out because a couple of friends needed to outsource their writing. I was able to do it, but I could have, you know, there's a hundred other things I could have done for people if they had identified that as a need that needed, that was a need that they had. And a lot of people, I feel that if you, if you present it in a way that you're very open and honest and you just say, look, I am trying to learn something new. I'd like to earn a little bit of extra income because I want to, you know, travel a bit more or support my family or just learn a new skill because it's great to learn a new skill and you put the word out there someone will pick up on that and say okay I might not actually even need somebody to do this for me but if you're interested I'm happy to to give you the opportunity to learn and then if you can pick it up quickly and you can learn how to do it and you do it well and you can just ask that person like okay well you know do you know anybody else who might need this service and little by little you just build those blocks and then eventually you can go on to fiverr or whatever and start doing that for people who you've never met before
1: that's it you got to build that momentum but first you got to sharpen your skills <laughs> connor look it.
0: yeah i mean i'm sorry all i'd say is i'm not a great writer like i am functional. I can do it. I can write I write reports. They're very dry. They're not very creative. They don't take a lot of effort. I'm going to say, although hopefully my client won't hear that and fire me, but you know what I mean? Like the work I do is very functional, but it fulfills a need that they have. Um, and that being so supports a lifestyle that I enjoy and I look forward to building upon in the new year. And if I can do that, just learning everything that I did from Facebook groups and from people like you and from blogs and YouTube and Google, then I think almost anybody could.
1: Look, Connor, thank you very much for coming on. It's been a a pleasure to catch up with you after all these years and hear how everything has progressed. I'm delighted. I'm genuinely delighted, like to be able to have helped to. Plant that little seed that led to something all these years, you know, from swinging in a hammock in Thailand. Go, why are you always on your laptop? <laughs> it's like this is this is work to me, man. You're like, what, what do you mean it's work? How do you make money out of that thing? <laughs> yeah, as I said,
0: you and Niall, um the opportunity to actually talk to you guys about these things now, um, it for me like it's kind of gone full circle now, and that's a nice feeling. And I'll always be grateful for the two of you for giving me that guidance all those years ago
1: no problem at all Connor so look for all our listeners tuned in where could they find you online what's the best places to get in touch with you
0: um, honestly I'm not that active online but the best place is if you just go onto the Facebook group join the Facebook group uh, Nomad Africa community and I'm sure you know I'll send you the links and everything.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure everything is linked in the show notes anyway. So, that's if people do have questions about um, if, if they're looking to travel to Africa, go and work online, take a couple of months. That's the place where they can. We talk about everything in the group.
0: I think recently, we were discussing the best payment platforms for online businesses. So, that's universal. I mean, it doesn't have to be about traveling in Africa. If you're just starting out and you want some advice, well, we're we're pretty active. We're happy to answer any questions you have. Amazing.
1: Thank you, and thanks to all the listeners for tuning in. All right. Thanks, Adam. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. Head over to the website to access the resources and links mentioned in today's episode at digitalnomadcafe.com.